We are live. Oh wait, and so video chat stream, right? There we go. Okay. All right. Does it look good in OBS? Yeah, have OBS. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, I mean, cool. Uh, what's up, everyone? Episode 44, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Welcome back for the 44th time. <sighs> it's fucking crazy. It's been that many times now. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Math always surprises me when you're put it all together and it's like holy shit i've done that that many times after this episode oh wait go ahead i was gonna say it could be the opposite too be like oh my god i've only done that that many times (laughs) well considering every episode is like two hours long it's quite a lot of content we have like after this episode we'll have around 88 hours of content so yeah that's a lot of shit yeah it's a good amount i mean it's a respectable amount i guess starting out it's compared to other people though it's probably nothing you know Right. Like people that have been doing it for two or three years. Um, yeah. But still, I think we're doing it more frequently than a lot of people, maybe. I don't know how many podcasts are doing it twice a week, but it seems like that's quite a, quite a lot. Yeah, if they're doing it twice, most I think on average, we're probably putting out more content than the average podcaster. They might be doing it at the same frequency, but they probably aren't doing it as long as we're doing it, you know? Yeah. Two hours, twice a week, so... Yeah. And you have like the behemoths like Joe Rogan. He does like three hour podcasts like every other day or some shit. So, does he really? Yeah, he does them all the time. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't know that's, his, that's his full time job, though, you know? Yeah. No, I didn't know he did that often. Yeah. Sometimes it's like every day. He'll just have a different guest on every day. Damn. Right on. Right on, so, right on. I forgot my um, damn water. Oh, it's going to be a sad um, day. You can go grab it real quick if you want. <laughs> nah, I'll get by. If I need it, I'll go grab it. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, plugs. Uh, if you guys want to check us out, check us out on Apple and Spotify, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, for anyone wondering, we've been doing this virtual thing because I've been feeling a little under the weather, which is really obnoxious, personally. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even like that sick, but it's like, just like, you know, when you're like very slightly sick, it feels like your body's like fighting something off and it's just annoying. Yeah. How I feel. And I'm like, just like obnoxiously tired all the time right now. Just yeah. Like, That's weird. You said that because today's been a real lethargic day for me. Yeah. Um, I noticed that when I, when I came to what's up to you, you're like, you seem real tired when I was like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. There's a little bit of lack of sleep. And then just, I don't know, it could be my body fighting something off too, I guess. But I thought I just went through that last week where um i was not feeling so well and then um yeah i felt great the next day so that was kind of weird <laughs> oh yeah jake what's up jake by the way um thanks for reminding me though i always forget this we also have a discord channel for anyone that wants to join this message we'll give you the link to the discord um but yeah cool right on. and uh, also grandpa what's up what's up jim what's up snakes uh did you do the plugs yet real quick or yeah, I just do did that. Okay, I just okay. did. Yeah, but yeah, Jake was telling me that I had forgotten Discord, so oh. good looking out, man. <laughs> nice. He's gonna he's gonna take your plug job, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have like an audio clip of him doing the plugs. <laughs> play that. Nice. For some reason, my video just like blurred out when I leaned forward and leaned back. I think it like tried focusing on you. That's weird. I wonder if I should do that again. Yep. So yeah, 
There you go. I fixed yeah. it. <laughs> that is weird, man. <laughs> you got too close to it, and I think it rearranged the focus of it. Autofocus. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking technology. <laughs> right oh, on. Cool, man. How's your uh, last few days been? Um, good. Um, pretty hectic, like usual. Just kind of trying to catch up with the business here. We're so behind and got a lot of people uh, kicking and screaming and asking us when we're going to be there at their house and can't be everywhere at once. So, yeah, it's been a lot of pretty stressful, actually. So, but it's been good. Um, It's been the reason why it's been so stressful is because I haven't been able to put the amount of time and effort into um, bringing jobs in and selling and all that good stuff as I wanted to. And so that's provided a lot of stress for me, although I've had to step onto the site and knock some of these jobs out. It's just knowing that I'm not putting effort or, or momentum into that part of it is really stressed me off. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Me and Malia had a, was that this week? Yeah. Well, I think we had an episode after that, but yeah, we, I think I talked about her birthday um, on Tuesday. And if I didn't, I guess I am now, but yeah, she had an eighth birthday. We celebrated that. Had a little nice, simple dinner. And today we went to go um, run around Tacoma and do a couple things. Yeah, how was that? That's pretty good. Yeah, we. Would uh, you go see like that dinosaur thing? Is that what you guys went to do? Too? Yeah, yeah, we um, went and did that. I was actually that's. I got a few things on the review list, so that was okay. one. Yeah, that was one of them. Cool. All right, we'll get into that later then. But yeah, it was cool. For for what it was. Definitely overpriced, like a lot of things are. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty. It's been good though. What about you? Oh, it's been good. I just been. It's been like pretty lazy. I've just been like relaxing and just doing like my uh, college work and stuff and working on music. But besides that, you know, like I've just been really tired. So I've just been. It's really weird. Like even like the other night, I went to play video games. Even at the end of the night, like after I done all my work and stuff, and I was just like. Man, I just want to go to fucking bed. I'm just fucking pooped, man. I don't get it. <laughs> I remember I used to do that. Like, God, I, I used to hate that, actually. I would kind of get psyched up to play a game, and then as I'm playing it, I'm, like, just tired, like, 10 minutes into it or something. I'm like, eh. This, this is what happened to you when you were playing Last of Us, right? The la- recently? Yeah, kind of. No, I was actually into that game. Uh, oh, okay. Like, legit into that game, which is kind of weird because... Um, I hadn't played a game in fuck like a year, maybe longer, and then especially a campaign where I can just kind of get submerged into it. So that was pretty cool. Had a good storyline. Yeah. Also, um, here we go. Uh, I always, bu- I always feel like I butcher her name. Is it Rayana? Jake's, oh yeah. Uh, what? All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She said happy birthday, Malia. So you might want to. Oh, right on. Thank you. I'll let her know that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Malia's pooped today, huh? She's all passed out on the couch when we came home. Yeah, we're both like that. I'm like, man, you're falling asleep. You're going to make me fall asleep here. And I, I got to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was passing out in the, in the truck? Oh, before we even got there and then after, too. Oh, damn. Yeah, so she's been, I just been letting her sleep. She's been sleeping for an hour now already, so. Oh, damn. If she, I know, right? If she's still sleeping after this, she'd been, she's been sleeping for over three hours and so shit hopefully she's gonna stay up all night now right and mess her schedule up yeah maybe heather will accidentally wake her up while she's down there (laughs) 
Yeah, she's been good. Uh, she's been a uh, real lethargic too today. I think she's. I don't know. She just. I don't know. She. I guess she woke up early too. She said so. Uh, Rihanna asked, "Hey Ben, do you have a pre-show routine? Are you talking about pre-like podcast or pre-like music show routine?" Can you? Oh yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Good question for a good, good question. Uh, they're both good questions. The, <laughs> we we can answer the virus one pretty quick. For the virus, we usually get we try to usually try to get here like six forty because we have to do all this like technical setup for the podcast. We have like a, a checklist that we run through. We're like we have to like start the podcast and then we'll actually first we have to like rename the podcast and then uh, start streaming it. And it's we have like this service that re, that streams it to three different services. And then, uh, then we have to make some posts on social media and stuff, and then make sure everything's working, the video and the audio and stuff. Okay, so yeah. that's basically the whole thing. Uh, but they were actually asking about music, but I just went through the podcast one while we were waiting for their answer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-show routine? No, that's um, that's actually a really good question. I guess I really don't. Um, sometimes I'll just sit there, like if I have um, a few minutes. Um, sometimes I'll just sit there and play on my guitar, um, with, you know, no, no pluck, just raw, just kind of stretch the fingers and warm up the hands a little bit. But, um, there's really no pre-routine. The thing that sucks about that is I usually enjoy watching bands prior to us playing. And so I don't really always make the time to go start warming up the fingers before we actually play, because I'm always interested in checking out the bands prior to, uh, I feel like you really should. Well, personally, what I like to do is I like to actually like physically warm up my hands, try to get the blood flowing in them. Um, I know I haven't played a show in a long time. I used to drink a, a beer or two before we played to kind of loosen the, everything up a little bit, but yeah. I wouldn't do that now. But um, yeah, I would definitely be sitting there with my guitar and at least doing like scale patterns or something, just trying to get my, my hands moving for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot about the beer. I do usually have a beer before I start to <laughs> calm the nerves a little bit. It's funny because I don't usually, it just depends on the night. More times than not, I will not have a beer until right before I play the set because I don't want to be two beers into it when I go on yeah. to play. I'm a lightweight. I mean, so. Yeah. I usually am fine with two, but I don't want to have more than two before I'm playing because then you start playing slightly sloppy yeah and anything more than three you're starting to play it you're starting to get actual sloppiness in there <laughs> noticeably <laughs> sloppy yeah <laughs> we like you're playing the same riff you're like oh shit that was a change we were supposed to be playing something else now yeah the one beer just takes the edge off really mm. so it's like it's good to kind of loosen up a little bit i like to like drink one beer while I'm warming up and then have another beer like sitting on my amp that I can kind of like sip during the set, yeah. you know, not like chugging it or whatever, but just kind of keep that slight buzz going throughout the 30 minutes or whatever that you're up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my first beer is the one that goes on stage with me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm technically drinking my first beer while I'm playing. So, <laughs> hmm. but yeah, no, no real ritual. Um, probably should start getting some kind of pre-show routine going out maybe start start meditating or something <laughs> yeah, that might be good man maybe, uh, ask brando for some tips for that yeah well that'd be pretty difficult at a show at the really go 
isolate myself. So for go me, into your go into your truck and start chanting. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, um, I don't see myself if I start meditating. I don't see myself being the one who would be able to meditate well with a lot of noise and distractions going on. I, would, I feel like I, I would love to be in a quiet area. Yeah. So I can focus a little bit more. Yeah. I think he was talking I, I, about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he said he's a little bit better at it now, but he's, he's pretty hard for him. So. Yeah. Well, right on. Um, do you have some t- topics or should we? Uh, yeah, I got a few topics. I just thought of another topic i kind of have a ranty one or it could be kind of something else uh i really want to talk about companies just like bandwagoning on like politics and the election and like everywhere you go everyone's like are you voting like i go on facebook facebook's like have you registered to vote i'm like on disc like on discord i think asking for register to vote snapchat and i just don't understand why all these companies are so invested in politics you know what i mean so i think we could get into that maybe yeah. It could um, be a rant or it could be an actual topic. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know why that's happening also. Um, yeah, I really couldn't. Uh, I, I kind of, on the fly, just made some topics up, really. Um, yeah. it's, I have all these ideas, and for some reason, I've got them all scattered. I got, like, two notepads where I'm, sca- I'm jotting them down, and then I got my voice recorder. And... Um, I just can't seem to find some of my notes. And I was like, damn it. I know I had like a handful of topics on the back burner that we haven't got to yet. So I have to res- oh, yeah. uh, Ben, I had an idea that yeah. I could kind of discuss with you on the podcast. So I thought it'd be kind of funny to just tease it some more. Cause we were talking about, you remember the idea we had, they were talking about building that thing. Yeah. I think we should try to get that finished by episode 50 and unveil it for episode 50. That'd okay, cool. Just to tease it even more not let people know what it is <laughs> <laughs> right what is this thing we're talking about here but that gives us uh you know like two three weeks to get it ready so i think that's definitely doable for us yeah i think so we just need to make the time to like i don't know probably Actually, youtube yeah, some references too as far as there might be a quick way to you know kind of build it um, i'm sure it'll only take like two hours tops to, total to make it so yeah we just got to get the material for it that Sorry, might take a, that, yeah actually dedicate some time to doing it mm-hmm. but that'd be cool that'd be exciting because then um it'll it, once we get backlogged with topics this is a great way to kind of recycle topics and so yeah we'll have to get creative because there's gonna have to be a way i think the piece that we're gonna have topics on should be like a dry erase board or something so we don't we can easily erase sections uh, if we talked about it you know what i mean right yeah instead of a ink so then we don't have to replace the whole damn thing yeah true like that i don't know i've thought about a couple ideas just haven't really put enough time into it tiny little dry erase things okay yeah we discussed that more some other time but yeah that's cool it's cool ideas keep you guys on your toes keep you wondering (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, okay. Um, so let's see here. Let's talk about the contagious combo right now. Um, which is going to be lo and behold, COVID-19 again. Um, 
and we can we don't have to really just focus on that but kind of what's been going on right now what i've been hearing in the news a lot is a spike in cases again right and so now i'm kind of getting worried again that we're gonna revert back to shutting things down i i just have a bad feeling because all i don't all I'm hearing is negativity right now as, as far as things just spiking and going through the roof again and people not doing what they're supposed to and all this shit. The fear is think, ramping up. Yeah, I just don't understand why it would spike more now. Is it really... I wonder if it's just affected by the weather like the virus can't live in the sun as well. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel like any... I don't feel like people have changed their habits at all. Basically. Yeah. Like everyone's acting exactly the same, so I don't... I really feel like um, you know anyone's changed their habits in summer till fall. If anything, people will be spending less time around other people in the fall, right? Because yeah. they're not out as much. So you would think, yeah. So you would think that the numbers would be going down. So it's kind of peculiar. There's a lot of speculations on it, you know. Like maybe, right. maybe people, maybe it's spiking again because people are thinking that. I don't know. It's diminished and it's not that big of a deal. And then it's gone back up. I don't know. Um, I think whatever's been going on has always been going on. Maybe, you know, there's another suggestion that since we're able to actually test people uh, more now, the the rates or the uh, cases, confirmed cases have gone up. You know what I mean? Because we didn't really have anything to test accurately when it first came out. So... Maybe it was the same numbers existing back then that it is now, and we're just now getting these results. I don't know. There's just a lot of uncertainty about it yet again. Um, mm-hmm. But I am afraid that it's going to go back into uh, shutting down, which not Isolation for, mode? Huh? Isolation mode. Isolation again. mode, yeah. I'm, not, I'm afraid for people in general and like mental health and, and that aspect of it. I'm not... I'm actually looking forward to it from a business standpoint again, because that's what actually helped me when this first happened is because I leaned into it and, and did a lot of things that other companies weren't doing. And so I'm prepared to do that again. So I'm kind of looking forward to that if that happens again. Right. Huh. I think, uh, I think if we do shut down again, I think people are mo- will know how to handle it better this time though than the first time. Yeah. I, I don't, I really don't see it shutting down again, though. Like, I, I feel like uh, people have kind of shown that, like, if we take the proper precautions, wearing the mask, washing your hands, that it doesn't really spread that hardcore. Especially up here in Washington. Like, it, it has spread, but it's, it's been, like, consistently kind of slow spread. Right? Yeah. I don't know. This might seem one of the least um, impactful reasons as far as why it bothers me that this is still just prolonging. Um, but not being able to, I just thought about this the last episode when we were talking about, um, you know, that you asked me if I seen that one girl's face <laughs> and I was like, um, Oh, that, right. Yeah. At that restaurant I was talking to. And I was like, no, I haven't. But that is one thing that's like a concern for me at the top of the list. I'm like, uh, it just bothers me that you cannot see people's face. You can't even, like today I was in the restaurant and this, you know, lady was like, we're walking by each other. Like smiling is like a huge way of, um, 
uh, it's an affirmation type of thing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just, just even smiling at somebody, um, projects a lot of feelings and creates a lot of, um, connection just with, just with a fucking smile. And so, um, it's really bothering me that you can't even display, um, facial expressions. It, it might sound stupid and it might sound corny or n- a non-issue, but for me, it's actually a huge issue. I, I can't stand that part of this. It's like, we cannot even fucking communicate properly. We can't, um, just, just with mannerisms and gestures and facial expressions. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I would also argue that a lot of your facial, uh, emotions are in your eyes though, for sure. Like yeah. when you, like for if you smile without smiling with your eyes, it just looks fake. For yeah, instance. absolutely. And I seen one of my friends, uh, I seen Tori, you know, Tori, I seen her at the store the other day and I was just like, we were kind of like far apart. So I just like smiled at her and waved and she smiled back and I could see that she was smiling even with her mask on. So, but I get what you're saying though. It's a lot harder sometimes to discern people's uh, emotions and expressions with the mask on. Yeah. And someone, you know, is a lot easier to kind of predict their facial expression, but someone you just, you don't know, like it, I don't know, even if you can tell that they're smiling, it's not the same as actually seeing that person smile. Um, I don't know what it is, but actually being able to see a person's true form, um, is just much different than, you know, trying to, trying to imagine i guess (laughs) true form versus imagination is what i'm talking about i guess and that part is it sucks man especially with people you don't know you know they're just left to guess like i don't know if he's smiling i have no idea what he looks like when he smiles i have no idea you know this is you don't have the impact that you normally would have if you actually were smiling um, without a mask on so it, it bothers me like i said it's probably something that doesn't bother a lot of people or they just don't give it much thought but that's one of the things that's seemed might, might seem small to some people, but it, it fucking bothers me. Yeah, I agree with you. I uh, I will also say that I enjoy people not seeing my smile as much. I fucking hate my smile. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to just like the smile with the mask. I'll be like, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's, I mean that's it, my that's my own problem. Yeah. So and, and you know it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you think. There might be people who enjoy your smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I think there are. But, you know, I'll just say for my own selfish reasons, I'm like, I don't mind it too much. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe a lot of people don't enjoy their, their smile. I, I can't really honestly say that I enjoy my smile, but I enjoy projecting a smile. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would like to think a lot of people enjoy just seeing a smile. Seeing a smile is one of the... You know, it's one of the best parts about being alive, you know, just, you know, sharing joy together. Yeah, well, it's a connection thing. Like, there's a guy who I uh, follow, and he's he's got a lot of valuable information. He's a professional negotiator. He used to work um, hostage negotiation. His name's Chris Voss. And he talks a lot about this stuff. He talks a lot about things that, um, that really um, solidify a connection with a human being. Simple things from like um, repeating three, th- the, either the last three words or just three words in a statement that someone has made. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Like 
it, you know, just repeating it back, like that's a huge, it's weird how all these simple things are actually a great way to let somebody know that you understand them, they're understanding you, and there's a connection going on here. And a smile was one of those things he was talking about. Um, just being able to smile and lock in a connection there. Isn't that, trust. Usually, isn't that usually how relationships are built too? Like, you know, if you're like, um, like if you work with some someone you're attracted to or like like you go to school with them or whatever you know what i mean and then you gotta like share a moment and you both like laugh together like you instantly get that emotional connection usually right so, oh yeah oh yeah <clears throat> yeah so, uh, uh, but yeah that's that's one of the things is this is just stressing me out um you're probably about to go to the comments so real quick huh yeah um yeah unless uh yeah uh my grandpa's just doing a lot of speculating he's like small group meetings schools are opening um well oh an interesting thing he said is he, he said they say that only 45 percent of people nationwide are wearing masks and I'm like, where is that happening at because i feel like in in uh washington i feel like it's well at the store it's very high i guess if you go to like the park or something no one's wearing a fucking mask like when i went to the skate park for instance i think there was like me and Heather were wearing a mask and there was like maybe one other kid that was wearing a mask and there's like 40 fucking kids there, you know? So because mm. maybe that statistic is true overall, but I would say like, if you go to a grocery store, it's like 95% of people are wearing masks. You know, I've got like one jackass or two people that are wearing a fucking mask. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like for instance, I uh, went to Parkside cafe in Olympia, right? And they're doing the whole walk up window. You just walk up and they open the window um there's some shit that just seems silly to me man like um and there's another thing i'll use an example here too but um you know i walked up there and you're outside i'm outside when i'm actually ordering the food and i'm like you know maybe not six feet but a good i could be six feet i was like four feet away maybe something like that and um i was standing there i was ordering food and she's like yeah i'm gonna need you to wear a mask and i was like i'm outside like i'm not even enclosed parameters so it's more like a power trip thing for some people uh some businesses um because in my personal opinion there there's no reason for me to be wearing a mask when i'm outside um so i don't understand that part especially for someone that doesn't take it as seriously um i really get irritated with that (laughs) i don't know i could see because like if you're sitting there because everyone's standing there right after you leave i mean it it will definitely like dissipate more outside so it's less likely to just linger around and spread but if you're sitting there without a mask talking that area and other people go up and walk there they might be more likely to catch it if you're like an asymptomatic spreader you know what i mean like if you have it but you're not actually sick yeah i Um, mean people these days though just assuming that everybody's keeping the distance which they are um i mean when i was walking up to there there was people kind of dispersing a little bit and creating that space yeah so i mean there's those are being followed so i don't understand i don't know it's just the outside concept of wearing a mask really it just throws me off like i think it's um too extreme in my opinion yeah i think that like i get what you're saying i i would say that i think the kids at the skate park and like people at the park should be wearing masks if they're like playing sports where you're fucking right next to each other all the fucking time I think yeah. that's kind of like, that's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. But, you know. But this is, again, this is coming from somebody, this is my opinion, because I don't, 
I don't take it that seriously. So, and then on top of that, it bothers me because of the same reasons that I've mentioned before. Like if it is that serious, why don't we just shut the whole fucking business down period? Like if I have to wear a mask to walk up and order, we probably shouldn't be ordering any food to begin with. Right. I mean, just logically speaking, um, if it's that serious, let's close the fucking whole country down again. And so I, I don't know. It's like shit or get off the pot. I don't know. That's what's bothering me is about this whole thing. It's like, sir, I'm going to need you to, you know, I went to the casino the other day to do a bid for a job mm-hmm. and they have a, I have one of those masks that have a little mm-hmm. ventilator things on them. Right. Oh, okay. And as I walked up to get checked in, um, they have a real specific sign there. I almost took a picture of it too. Uh, but it basically says it shows the list of masks that are unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And they specifically said any mask with a ventilator on it is unacceptable. And then they have a small little um, description of why um, a filter on a mask is not, um, is not, uh, I guess, appropriate or it's not effective, is what they were kind of selling. Mm-hmm. But they also showed six different pictures of different types of masks one with my mask with the ventilator in many different forms they have that face shield one which for obvious reasons that's not going to do anything right um they had the bandana unacceptable they don't want the bandanas (laughs) the bandana the bandanas and the face shields are fucking stupid the face shield is even the most stupid because there's like this huge gap between your face (laughs) and and there's this huge section underneath it's like what do you think that's doing yeah yeah (laughs) But the one I have, I would argue, is pretty darn good compared to what's going. I mean, it, it wraps around pretty darn well to your face, mm-hmm. and the filters on it. I can't really speak on the filters, but I, I imagine it's it's doing a better job than most of them. So they have all these pictures, right? And I was like, oh shit! And so I walked up to there, and I was like, this, is this considered unacceptable? Then she's like, yeah. I was like, we we actually have masks here for you. And she pulls out a box and hands me one of those stupid fucking blue ones that is just a square. I'm like, really, people? I was like, you're going to deny these six ones and then you're going to give me this and assume that this is the most effective fucking mask? That thing does not wrap around your face at all. It's almost just as effective as a face shield. Uh but you have to get the like uh it's so, so those ones are so annoying because they none of them are like equal they so, don't like, fit so, your face for one like, so you're gonna have exhaustion coming around your face i've bought some tight ones but like we got them from costco and then we went and bought more from costco and they're not the same but i got these ones that were actually kind of tight but you also have to crink the nose you know what i mean so it stays to your nose and then it's usually good but it has to be the right size also but I get what you're saying because most people don't have like my fucking jaw is pretty wide. So like I can kind of get away with those type of masks. But I feel like your average person, yeah, you're going to have like space over here where it's yeah. ventilating, like you said. Also, um, yeah, holy shit. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Brandon King mod joined in. I haven't seen you in a minute. What's up, dude? Um, oh, yeah. Said, what's up, dude? He said, I like masks that keep people's bad breath out of my nose. I agree with you. <laughs> I just try. I've never smelled anyone's bad breath since the pandemic. That's really you just great. smell your own bad breath now. <laughs> dude i do the 
sometimes when you wear a mask, you like don't realize your breath smells and you're like, oh, Jesus. Right. You're like, what's that smell? <laughs> oh, wait, I guess that's my own breath. <laughs> and then he also said, I wear glasses and those fog them up. See, I haven't even worn my mask since the pandemic, but I, I did hear that that happens to most people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the fucking rectangular mask. You know what I'm talking about? Those are not ideal. I don't give a fuck. You cannot convince me that that's a appropriately medical mask to. I mean, those are actual surgical masks, though. They might be for they're they're great for spatter, absolutely. You know, yeah. but as far as um, entryway for of of airflow, it's not even a fucking conversation. Like that doesn't work. Period. Unless that thing fucking suction cups to your face which they don't i'm talking about the fucking rectangle one we know yeah. we all know which one i'm talking about um to sit there and say that all these ones with ventilators and the ones that actually cup your face are, are not effective and then they hand me just a rectangle one it's bullshit dude it's a fucking power trip it's fucking it's herd mentality going with the flow and fear being put into businesses like it's it's a bunch of shit in my opinion like if you're gonna make a statement like these are all unacceptable then let's have a criteria you should have a fucking really effective mask or start handing out really effective masks but it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any logical sense going back to logic again we're gonna talk about air filtration can you use the n95 mask those are supposed to be pretty nope it was not on the nope what that was on the nope list like it was like you can't I thought those were supposed to be better than the surgical mask. I don't know. And especially the N95 ones with the little filter on the front. They, they didn't want that. Um, that's that. See, that's strange because I think, remember when the pandemic first started and then they said start wearing masks and they're like, okay, buy the mask, but don't buy the N95 mask because our medical professionals need them. That makes no sense for the I casino know. to be like, nope, that's like ass backwards. So It made no fucking sense to me. I wish I would have took a picture of that thing so I could, uh, we could have put it on here. Um, but. Uh, yeah, for some reason, I was like, I don't know how they're going to feel about me. Because you know, I, I was like a visitor in there. I'd get a visitor's badge and all this shit and come in the back way. And oh, so okay. I didn't want to like start taking pictures of all this shit. Like, uh, sir, what are you doing? Like, you know, they, they just seemed like really strict on security and shit there. <laughs> but uh, it it's annoying, dude. Like, And that's part of the reason why I'm like, when I get worried, like things are quote unquote spiking and cases are spiking and all this is happening and the fear is being put into us once again and it's amplifying. It's like, fuck, how long is this going to go now because of this? Like the longer we keep doing this, um, we're never going to get back to normal. And this shit is just, it's a nuisance to me. It's, uh, it's a, a hassle, you know, now I've gotten better at remembering my mask, but man, there's a lot of times where I just forget the mask out in the truck and I have to walk back to get it. Like, this is a fucking irritation. Yeah, so I just, I always just put mine on in the car and then walk through the parking lot. It's just more, I don't know. Cause then I don't forget it. Just like, all right, we're going to the store, get to the parking lot, put the mask on to get out of the car and just walk into the store. It's part of people's attire now, you know what I mean? It's part it's like it's like your keys, you know, or something. You gotta always remember the mask or you gotta always remember the keys mask. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, man, I don't know. It's annoying to me and it's getting even more annoying because like I said, I'm afraid that this is just gonna go on and on. And then and this just goes back to what I was talking about a couple episodes back. I'm like, if it is that fucking serious, let's close the fucking country down. Let's do it. Like, let's just put an end to this, right? If that's what's going to put an end to it, then 
and everybody and it is that serious why don't we do that i know it sounds scary and i i know but what's going on now is scary so i I don't understand there's no solution right now there's no smart solution in my opinion Mm -hmm. and so either there's a pandemic or there's not and if there is and you would treat it appropriately and that means um not go anywhere and not do anything I wish people would have taken it more seriously at the beginning because, you know, before it spread this widespread, you know, because you probably, they probably what, could What's have. your definition personally of taking it seriously? Well, I think that at the beginning, when they first found out it was in the United States, we should have just like, just, sh- you know, when there's like, oh, there's a hundred cases, like just shut down the country for like a week and then get it to zero. You know what I mean? And then just be like, all right, Okay. We're not going to we're not going to leave or have anyone else come in or out of the country. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. just going to be we're going to be fine now. So you're it sounds like you're in agreement with me as far as yeah, like make a move, make a strong move, and that's shut yeah. things down. If it's yeah, but I was saying that they should have done it early because now I think we're fucked. There's so many cases. Like, how are you going to stop it now at this point? Is my thought process. There's so many cases. There's millions of cases. You know, it's like what are you going to do? I mean, shutting it down is is going to do some good if it's seriously that you know imperative if it's spreading that bad then i would say it would still do the job you know um i don't know it's still it probably would yeah but getting people to do that is the hard part too um i don't know there's not there's not enough seriousness behind this though like there yeah the cases have gone up the deaths and all this but they don't really, they're not, you say that, right? They'll say this, the news will say, yeah, the cases have gone up. You know, the people are dying at a higher rate right now. And yet again, there's a spike in in the economy as far as these cases are going. But yet we haven't done anything to be in alignment with that. Like, okay, well, now we'll just um, limit the number of people, you know, they're still trying to hold on to keeping things open and stuff like that. And like, trust me, as a person who runs a business, I'm all for, um, uh, you know, running a business, no matter what it takes. That's exactly what I did. But, and that's probably what I'll do as well (laughs) if they did shut down the country. Um, but I would also, I would probably take it a little more seriously, honestly, if everybody took it more seriously. I cannot take anybody seriously if no serious moves are being made. Right. It's a joke. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Brandon King mod said, I wear an NBC mask if needed. I think you're trolling me because I don't even know what that means. Do you know what an NBC mask is or is this like some weird? We're going to be like, what's an NBC mask? He's going to be like, ah, I got him. So yeah, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Sagoni's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then my, and then my grandpa said, I disagree with Ben, but if you have a mask, better than nothing, in my opinion. I think, I don't know if you're disagreeing with Ben. I think Ben's saying that that mask is not an efficient mask, because I think Ben also thinks that any mask is probably better than no mask. Like that yeah. mask that is probably better than nothing at all. Yeah. But, but you're arguing that the other ma- the mask you're wearing was better than that one. So. Oh, absolutely. And I'm also arguing that the fact that they <laughs> just handed me a very inefficient mask is the is the answer is just fucking silly like it's just really um i don't know it just goes to show that there's no seriousness behind it this is just people going through the motions of it like 
There's no way that you can hand somebody a blue rectangle and say this is exactly what's going to stop the virus from from happening. This is going to stop contraction. This is the best solution out there. Like that just seems. I feel idiotic. like the N95s are, and it's definitely better than wearing no mask. But I think the N95 mask would definitely be better. Um, and my grandpa said it's proven in Yakima. We were spiking in June, July. Yeah, I remember that. Um, they mandated businesses to make people wear them. Now we are best in the state. We are at like 90%, 80 to 90% wearing masks. I feel like we're pretty up there too, though, because Thurston County has not really been that bad. I think it's starting to go up now, but for like the whole entire pandemic, it's been like really good here. Um, and then while the comments I liked from him, he said, uh, I think at the beginning, the president hit it from us. I don't think he hit it, but he just downplayed it the whole time. And he already admitted he did that. And then um, this is the comment I like. He said, they first told us masks were not good. Remember that? Remember when they were like, hey, you don't need masks for fucking, they yeah. don't do anything. And then they flip-flopped and said, now you need masks. That was the most annoying thing ever, honestly. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to wear masks and they're like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, I don't know about that. I would argue that everybody's downplaying it though, at this point. Like yeah. the only reason that Trump's getting a lot of flack for us because he's the president and he downplayed it. I think everybody is downplaying this. If it was serious, again, I don't know how else to put this. It's very clear. If it was serious, you would shut down the country until it is eradicated. Right? I mean, I think we can, I hope we can all agree on that part. That just makes logical sense. Um, if it's that, if something is killing our population and our people, um, you would do everything possible to stop that. And so, Hence, you know, what we're talking about is coronavirus. So you would shut down any human interaction as much as possible, especially businesses, you know, like, and again, and this, uh, as a business owner, it's devastating and that, uh, that's scary. But if it's that serious, that's what needs to happen. Uh, there's just no way around it. So again, I think there's a huge emphasis on, you know, Trump downplaying it, but everybody's downplaying it and so they're downplaying it that's what i'm saying there's an inconsistency with this they're showing all these cases they're showing a spike and all this shit right but nothing is in alignment with those spikes they're not saying okay this is happening let's um you know what i mean like i said before let's just reduce number of people let's reduce hours let's reduce employee capacity let's do these baby steps and hopefully that's going to happen like if it was serious you would make huge steps to ensure safety of the human population so that is supposedly in jeopardy um so it's just inconsistency man that shit bothers me yeah i think it's more of an american problem than it is i think americans are inconsistent i think the problem is that americans uh are just so self-centered it's like we're not gonna fucking sit at home like we are gonna go do what we want to do you know what i mean and even like Definitely even, part, the, yeah. even the president and businesses they're like fuck it we're gonna stay open you know what i mean and uh that's why some countries dealt with it better than the united states dealt with it and had better uh, numbers statistics than we did with the virus yeah because because uh, americans are think we're too good for everything and fucking <laughs> don't take things seriously enough yeah, and I mean, I'm no different, honestly. I'm part of that group that didn't take it serious, so... Um, and I still don't, because I haven't been... Because of the inconsistency, though. You know? Like, if you're going to sit there and say this is a serious matter, but have a little bit of leeway in areas like that, then I'm not going to take it seriously. Yeah. 
So it, it doesn't help the inconsistency of people enforcing these rules. When they're inconsistent, it's going to really get inconsistent from the Americans because they're already inconsistent. Like you said, they're all entitled and privileged and like, no, this is my right. And, you know, um, but that's going to amplify if the people that are setting the rules are inconsistent. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what's going on. Like, I think I think you nailed it right there. That's that's basically what it is, at least at least in America. So, yeah. And I would be interested to know if there has been any country or who's done the best as far as really shutting down. Um, I wonder I, what country's done the the best at that. I, I know that early on the South Korea did really good. They had they were I mean, they had everyone in masks. They did like mass testing and like uh, tracing where it came from and where it was going and like stopping people from spreading it. Um, I don't know what it's like now. That was like, you know, that was March, April, May. So I don't know how they've done since then. My grandpa said the Netherlands have done what good, apparently. Nice. So the Netherlands, where is that? It's like, uh, it, I think it's across, like, you know, how like England is like it's a little island, and then across from there is like uh, Europe, the rest of Europe. Oh, yeah. I think it's like one of those first countries. Okay. It's like right, right on the coast, I think, or it's like one country over from the coast. I can't remember. Top of my head. I don't know the geography over there well enough. I know I don't either when it comes to... Uh, yeah, what continent is that? Asia, I guess? Europe. Oh, Europe. But they're connected, right? Yeah, Europe and Asia are connected. I, I, I don't know why. I always just think of it as one big continent. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just a piece of connected land. Yeah. It, it really, it technically, it should be. Some people call it Eurasia. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had a little history lesson from uh, one of these uh, homeowners that I was kind of uh, chatting with. She she went on a huge spiel about Czechoslovakia and uh, Slovakia and how they split up, and they're basically right by each other, but they're different mm-hmm. and different nations or whatever. Um, so it's kind of interesting to hear that. Right. Yeah, I think they, uh, well, they used to be one country. Yeah. Czech and Slovakia used to be the Czech Republic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or right. Czechoslovakia. It's funny. But they speak different languages and they're right next to each other, too. Do they, though? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I was like, that is so weird being that close. There's a lot of countries like Germans, you know, and fucking the, the near France and Portugal are like right next to each other and Spain. They're all right next to each other. They all speak different languages. Yeah. And you have French, Portuguese, and Spanish all right next to each other. It's fascinating, man. Like, um, I'm always fascinated with how small we are when it comes to different cultures and just land in general. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much area that's untapped and that I have never been to, that I'll never be to, uh, never visit. It's like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So small. <laughs> small, small, but yet so big. Yeah. No, I mean, my life is small when I think about it. <laughs> oh, right. As far as wherever I've been, I'm like, damn, that's, I haven't been, I haven't seen shit. I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. I've only been on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, I mean, I've been to like Vegas. I think that's the farthest I've ever been. Yeah, I've been I've been like the West Coast and like well here for you guys West Coast and and one state over from the West Coast so that's about it. 
Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, but I guess the other things, um, I guess the good thing that's coming out of this is I've talked about this before is that like this is this is a huge moment in time. And I've talked about this before where people are either going to emerge differently as a better person or they're going to really just contract and um, either end up in a worse position they are um, or they're just going to be at a stalemate and have not progressed in anything. They're just kind of waiting, riding this time out. Um, it's a real good test as far as um, what kind of person you're going to end up coming out of and how you're going to handle this because this is just an example of how shit can get real really quick uh, mm -hmm. globally. So, yeah. And, and, and then businesses are shutting down like all the time. I'm hearing this still. A lot of these big businesses are just closing. And it's like, wow, it's just not stopping. It's going to get worse. Yeah, it's definitely going to get worse. But I think it'll be all right in the end. Just going to be, you know. Just when? For, is I know exactly when. That's the whole question. That's the that's what's bothering me is like we it's all up in the air. Like when if I if I knew even a timeline like okay this is going to be another three months or now nah, it's going to be another three years, um, it would help me plan accordingly a little bit. Although I'm planning for the worst anyway, it would still kind of give me a little peace of mind. Right. It's the uncertainty. Nobody likes so. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, the projections are always off. I'm, I'm hoping by next spring or summer that it's like gone, you know, but that's just because I know I want to actually enjoy those seasons. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. This uh, summer was shot, dude. The summer of love was definitely the worst this year. <laughs> and uh, it's been like that the last two years for me too. Like last summer was shot because of, um, I was having manufacturer problems during that time. And so, yeah. There was like three months where I wasn't even working that much. Um, it was devastating. So <laughs> that was pre-COVID too. So it's like, yeah. man, two years in a row now, my summer's been shot. <laughs> I think, uh, well, my grandma's saying too, the vaccinations will come. So I think that's cool. Um, I think that if you don't want to take a vaccination, that's fine. But I think that they'll probably be able to open up the country back again. So they'll be like, oh, if you're worried about getting the virus, then take the vaccination, you know? Yeah. So. It's kind of like the flu. It's like they don't force a flu flu shot on everyone, but they're like, you should get the flu shot. Otherwise, you might get really sick. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm definitely not taking a vaccine. Uh, a vaccine, man. I just um, not comfortable with it. So. Yeah. But yeah, cool. we'll see. We'll see how this unfolds. But yeah, it's definitely. It's it's on the news quite a bit. That's that's all I'm hearing is you know increase in cases increase in this increase in that um but yeah so it's that fear being put into us again it's just like amplifying over and over again but uh so all right well moving on um to the next topic i guess we'll review there's a couple of things we can review here um i'll review uh the two places i went today which is basically um have you ever been to that uh, vegan restaurant in Tacoma called Viva? Mm-mm. No, you haven't? I've been there like three times. Today was the first time I've been there in like a year now. Um, but man, I'm always... I forget how good that food is. It's like gourmet vegan type dishes, oh. man. 
And so everything's yeah. really super plant-based, super whole food-based. Um, there's like no processed, little to no processed um, ingredients. And so super good stuff, man. Then their desserts are off the hook, like muffins and cheesecake and pies and all this shit. And so it's it's really like a a, a vegan's uh, food dream in there. But yeah, Malia had, um, it's funny because I should have just picked Malia's dish for her. I knew she was going to go for the mac and cheese. She went for the mac and cheese. She actually didn't like it too much because it's, it's made good. It's made, you know, from like cashew cheese and had like nutritional yeast in it and all kinds of shit. Like I thought it was really good, but it was too gourmet. It's too gourmet for her. Yeah. It just, it was not what she's used to, you know, Mm -hmm. like Wayside's mac and cheese where it's like that type of processed cheese, which is definitely better for you than cheese <laughs> cultured yeah. milk cheese but um ultimately it's still not very healthy for you to um, right yeah i try not to eat stuff. the mac and cheese there too often because you can you can feel when you eat it you're like oh man there's a lot of fat in there that's definitely weighing me down but it's delicious though it is good yeah and it is better for you than milk products so yeah. but uh yeah i had a what i have a eggplant lasagna that shit mm-hmm. was so good, man. It was just really, lasagna, huh? Yeah, with like uh, portobello mushroom, like giant portobello mushroom pieces like that on there. Mm-hmm. Super good, man. I had some garlic, uh, call it garlic cheese bread, but I didn't see any cheese on it. So, huh. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> garlic cheese bread with no cheese. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was infused in the bread or something. Yeah. <laughs> Super good though. So, but yeah, really good restaurant, man. You should try it out. Um, I would say it's one of my favorite. It may be the, maybe the favorite vegan joint for me as far as just um, the gourmet aspect of it. It's just like all these globally influenced dishes. It's like, oh wow, you don't see it very often. So, they're yeah. expensive though. Yeah. <laughs> How expensive was it? Uh, so for a little, I spent, it was like 75 bucks, but then I tipped the lady 10 bucks. So it's like $85 meal. Okay. My favorite place I've been to is, uh, Harvest Beat. That's that five, uh, five course dinner I had in Seattle. Yeah. I remember um, saying that. Yeah. That was like 200 bucks. That was really gourmet. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. I want to um, check that, that out. They had everything locally sourced and yada yada, and they took us in the kitchen and gave us like a little tour, and that's, that's pretty cool. cool. It was like a dinner service, you know, where you like actually you had to show up at a certain time with reservations, and yeah, everything was prepared ahead of time. Very nice. Yeah, I want to check that out. I like that gourmet stuff. I like seeing dishes you don't really you haven't seen. You know what I mean? It's presented in, in a well fashion yeah like, oh. definitely definitely there too i'm sure it was at, at viva too but like the dish the way that they made the, it wasn't just like slopped on there you know what i mean it was there was a presentation to it yeah it's pretty cool there's something to be said about presentation man that's why uh even the simplest dishes i make i, I don't know why it just i like it to look good too before i eat it it's, it <laughs> might seem silly to some people but i don't know presentation is huge yeah 100 uh yeah, I mean, it's like a form of art, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. my yeah, grandpa said he took uh, took Mark and his wife to Sea Galley. I don't know where that is, but uh, $186 for three people, huh? Must have been pretty good. 
A sea oh, galley. I have not heard of that in a long time. Is that, is that a... It's like a seafood place or what? That reminds yeah. me of like... Mustard. That reminds me of like uh, Sizzlers or Skippers. Remember those restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> Skippers, Skippers was good. Skippers was good, man. I used to go there for the clam chowder and like dip a bunch of shrimp in there and shit. Obviously. Uh, I, miss, I miss clam chowder, man. Oh, if you miss clam chowder, dude, go to Parkside Cafe. They got a great uh, version of it, and it's there all the time. But, oh, they got vegan chowder? Yeah. Mushroom, oh, man. I, mushroom chowder. Uh, okay. It's good, man. They got huge chunks of, like, potato in there and mushrooms and shit. It's just creamy. Oh, man. Yeah. I've been thinking about that, and then the other thing I've been wanting is fucking, like, tuna helper. I want, like, a tuna <laughs> replacement, you know? Yeah. I love tuna. When have I had... Oh, the only time I've had that was when Wayside did a tuna melt. Did you ever try that? Uh-uh. Did it taste like tuna? It was what? good. It tasted like tuna, and it was fucking good, uh, man. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it threw me for a loop. It's got that, that sounds amazing. Had that little fishy smell to it. <laughs> I don't know how they damn, do that. Damn it. That sounds awesome, though. It was good, yeah. I haven't seen it on the menu in a while now. They're doing the mm-hmm. vegan nachos this weekend, so I might have to go hit that up. Oh, I love nachos. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, Viva Tacoma, excellent restaurant as well. Um, and then real quick here, that dinosaur uh, little thing. So basically, in Puyallup, they got this dinosaur theme drive-through where it's kind of set up like I don't know. It's like a amateur Universal Studios Jurassic Park type thing where you just drive around and stare at dinosaurs or set up, and they have an audio that you play on your phone while you're doing this. So. The guy is, you know, describing the animals, what they ate, what they weigh, um, what period of time they were, you know, when they lived. And so it's kind of cool. Um, it was kind of, it was definitely kind of cheesy. There were some things that were like weird, like, I don't know. You could tell it was quickly put up to like some dinosaurs were like knocked over. And, uh, this one, the Spinosaurus, his mouth was all jacked up, like the the top of his mouth was bent back or something and is like he had an underbite and it looked off i was like man no one no one really noticed that or he just went with it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so it, i don't know it's kind of cheesy a little bit but it's cool like it wasn't for me obviously it was for my daughter um that's what's interesting about kids is they well my daughter at least for right now is easily amused by the simplest things like she still i'm very grateful for this but she still gets amusement out of just like simplistic things um where sometimes i've seen like some kids are just like you know i'm bored you know what i mean like where's the screen in my face like they, they just you know what i mean like it, it seems like that moment comes a lot quicker nowadays for kids it's like the shit like that the simplest things are just not enjoyable for them anymore Right. Did she enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, she enjoyed it. Awesome. And she she likes to role play. You know what I mean? Um, that's how I know she enjoys it. She's always role playing, get, getting in character. You know, mm-hmm. she always get me on board with it too. She's like, Professor, what's this? What's this dinosaur coming <laughs> out? You know, <laughs> that's funny. I'll put on an accent, you know, and start talking. It's it's pretty funny, dude. So that sounds uh, fun. It, it is fun to do that with your kids, man. Just. Uh, just enjoy the time. I mean, it's just spending time with them. It's not even, not necessarily 
the kids that are always saying they're bored are looking to be stimulated constantly. You know what I mean? Like instead of actually enjoying the moment and the time we have, like they have no concept of time. And so they're, they just want the stimulation is more important than the time. And so that can be, that can go down different paths of uh, conversation too. And like, that's why I also had the death conversation with Malia is because I wanted to emphasize time, um, time with people that you love. You know what I mean? Like that's important because time is limited. Time is borrowed. It can be taken from you anytime. And, and so, yeah, that kind of ties in with that as well. So I think it's important to enjoy those moments, man. I, I get irritated when kids are just like that. They're like, yeah, this is boring. It's like, well, we could put you to work or something. <laughs> if you're that bored. <laughs> but yeah, really cool uh, experience just to, just something to do, something different. You know what I mean? It was, we didn't have, um, her, her birthday celebration was on a weekday, so we didn't do much. We just, I just, you know, had some food for her, made some presents, and it was really, that was it, man. It was like 8.30 when we were done with all that, so um had a cake and cupcakes for her so it's pretty cool but short-lived real simple real simple which is nice but um i think it would have been cool to have some friends of hers and did something nice and still something uh sweet and simple but i don't know like i I feel like that's part of this COVID 19 thing that's also devastating us you know what i mean like everybody's scared to do anything Halloween yeah. and Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be really fucking weird this year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next year though, man, hopefully like we were, me and you were like this year's fucked already, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Like usually on Thanksgiving, I'll go visit uh, people or something, you know, go hang out. But now I don't even want to even bother asking to see if like, anybody's doing anything it just seems like out of character now yeah to you know i don't really i don't want to be shunned either you know it's like (laughs) don't you know there's a pandemic dude like of course we're not doing anything you fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't i don't think that but okay now that i i understand like i understand there's a lot of fear put into people so um and a lot of people are way more fearful fearful about this situation than i am and so mm. i'm just kind of acclimating to it doing my thing price can have a simple thanksgiving dinner here i have no idea what i'm doing for halloween um as of now we're not we're just gonna eat some candy and watch some scary movies but there's no real plans to do anything else dress up you guys gonna dress up no 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 i have no intentions to dress up um I don't know. I, I could always do that, but it just seems like a lot of effort to just keep in the house, you know, dress up. Yeah. I could, but yeah. I don't know. I might, I might do, I might pull out a mask or something and have some fun, but <laughs> there's going to be a lot of less effort into it. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. it's just the way it is, man. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Um, but um yeah let me go to the comments real quick um what was grandpa saying he said i remember those times with sons and grandkids when they were young i think he's just talking about like enjoying moments together yeah and uh 
And they said they are saying we should forego Halloween and Thanksgiving, but he said that with like a question mark. So I don't know what they're saying. If they had any official statements on Halloween and Thanksgiving. I haven't heard anything. No. Uh, the way the the media is going, though, I can assume that it's not going to be normal. It's going to be a lockdown type type situation. Right. Cases are spiking right now, and it's mid October. Um, yeah, uh, Halloween's only two weeks away from today. So. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving's just like a month away. So, uh, I can see. Yeah. Everybody's just probably going to end up doing their own thing in in home. If you are going to have some kind of get together, it's all going to be just close family um, type setup, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. That'd be cool. But even that is like the same reason that, you know, I don't reach out to family to see if they're doing anything. It's, it's the same reason. There's a lot of other people probably in my position that aren't, aren't even bothering trying to get people together. Right. Just just fear, man. It's that fear. Um, okay. Uh, what do we got? Viral viewpoint? Yeah, we got the viral viewpoint. I will say, uh, let's, I got another review though, really quick. Did you ever see that video with um, the mountain lion chasing that dude? No, that sounds terrifying, though. Dude, it is terrifying when you see it. It's like he's like backing up and filming this mountain lion the whole time like what seemed like quarter mile to half a mile long down this hill and this the way the mountain lion was just like doing this little like aggressive thing it was like hitting the ground and running at him and then then just kind of walking it was just pacing at him and then it'll sometimes do that and then just Mm -hmm. keep pacing him and he's just walking backwards the whole time he's just walking (laughs) backwards yeah he's like yelling at it like you know like you know trying to look bigger than he is and he's like ah get out of here yeah (laughs) it's just doing the same thing over and over finally at the end of the video he throws a rock at it and it hits it and the thing turns around and runs away i was thinking the whole time i was like i would fucking throw a rock at it to begin with it seems like that would scare an animal like that because it's you know they weren't expecting it you know i mean it's like oh shit this creature this other animals projectiling something at me right <laughs> that's, that's out of my league man <laughs> i gotta i gotta get close contact to do damage for real actually how many animals actually throw things exactly that's a that's a uh definitely a prim- tactic it's a primate thing yeah 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 there's not exactly there's not any animals that projectile anything so they get hit by something like whoa what what's going on here just a shock <laughs> <laughs> if it hurts it's much more of a shock yeah uh, my grandpa was saying that Dr. Fauci recommended that people forego and also the CDC I mean that's to be expected so I guess cool I mean that makes sense I mean not cool but yeah yeah I mean I assume that's what they're going to say about all three holidays going into the next year and New Year's yeah. so yeah, all, all this till the end of the year is definitely botched in my opinion because of the way things are going so um, but yeah that video is uh, terrifying dude Um, it just makes me wonder I'm like like I don't know like it made me wonder like whoever had a gun like if someone had a gun on them they probably would have just shot the thing Mm -hmm. but 
that's pretty sad, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know if shooting it is excessive. I think, in my opinion, it's excessive. So, um, I don't know what the all. I guess the alternative is throwing a rocket at it because that worked just great. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work great every time, though, huh? I know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can have a fucking gun, tra- tranquilizer or something on you. Yeah, that could work. Maybe uh, have the gun as backup. Maybe throw, try throwing a rock first. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, actually, because the trigger happy people that have seen that video are like, "I would have shot it," and like, and that's a great, I great uh, point is for someone that's not really out for blood and termination. Um, a great solution is to yeah throw a rock first and see if that's going to scare something you know what i mean i think in those situations it's easy uh, as us as spectators to kind of say that the, i don't know man when you're sitting there in, in fucking fear mode yeah and you have a gun i think it's it's gonna be hard to be like maybe i should throw a rock at it. you'd be so scared you're like fuck you you know yeah that's true i yeah. get scared of spiders man i see a fucking mountain <laughs> lion dude <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're like, nope. <laughs> You're like, it's a fucking daddy long legs. <laughs> daddy long legs. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't like spiders either, but this it's it's a size thing. Like if they're small, I'm perfectly okay with like getting a piece of paper and taking it outside. Or if it's small and they're hanging out in my room, like I'm okay with just letting them hang out. Um, but it's a size thing if they get big and also it's a speed thing they're big and they're quick like hell no you guys Dude, those things are scary when you are not hanging yeah you're not hanging out in here and i'm not i'm not even i don't have the courage to pick you up gently and take you outside so you just fucking came in the wrong house dude yeah, yeah. For real. it's like a like a burglar man i'm treating you like a burglar dude <laughs> I know, man. I feel bad, but I'm also like, you know, you shouldn't have come in here, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll give you, I mean, if there was a way to give them an option, like, you know, I'll give you 10 seconds to go out the way you came in. <laughs> <laughs> only we could do a Dr. Doolittle thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, uh, let's move on. Um, Viral viewpoint um, is kind of I I really didn't have anything to think about right here, so I thought I'd revisit something that's always relevant in my life, and um, kind of I don't know always comes into my life in different forms, but it's it's ego again, and so uh, ego is a really good conversation to have in my opinion um, because more importantly what I'm wanted to talk about with it is that my opinion of ego is um ego is definitely one of the biggest restrictions or limiters uh for mental growth and so um it bothers me as someone and i notice it quite a bit it bothers me because i'm someone who's always trying to like maximize my mind and learn and try to be better as a person and try to do all these things for myself and other people um so when i notice that it's just it's an irritation because um it really is my firm belief that like to the degree you have an ego is you know what determines how much and how fast you can actually learn something 
Um, and so, and it just comes in a lot of different forms too, I've noticed, you know, it's not always just aggressive ego. It can be passive ego. Um, but I, I notice it quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, I don't know what, how does, how would you say, um, ego comes into your life? If you do you even notice it, is that something that's noticeable for you or? Or like my my own ego or other people's ego other people's ego yeah mm, i mean honestly not too much right now just just because of the pandemic like i don't really interact with that many people so like yeah. i don't really have i don't really have any interactions where ego would come into play because i just kind of stick to myself mostly you know it's just me and heather hanging out and doing our own thing and neither of us are very egotistical we're just kind of like whatever we're just chilling I mean, in the past, yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is like the masculinity. I fucking hate that kind of ego. It's just so, it's just obnoxious, really. It's in your fucking face. Like oh. projecting masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah. is an ego. Yeah. But I don't really deal with, uh, yeah, I just don't deal with people's egos very much. I mean, I deal with people's egos in video games, but I just ignore them because, like, they're idiots, you know, so. that's that's, that's a totally different thing so yeah yeah well i mean that's fair to say too because um they're definitely idiots but um they're just not ready to learn anything else it's the more important thing yeah i think what the i don't know the internet's weird though so you can't really i I try not to take people too seriously on the internet because well actually i don't know maybe you should take them more seriously i feel like people on the internet aren't afraid to show their true colors so people will just be fucking dickheads and egotistical assholes and just say the meanest things and that's how they really think and how they really are but you know they wouldn't act like that in real life which is weird but yeah you think uh you think people on internet um you think what they say and how they are on the on social media is true to form of their actual character no no, I was talking more like on video games where they have, you know, anonymity, where they're anonymous. You know? Oh, yeah. On social media, not so much. People are probably being more fake on social media half the time. Yeah. You know? It's hard to tell. Some people are more fake, some people are more real. But, um, yeah, it's you're representing yourself on social media. So I don't know how much that's true to form of who they really are. I don't know. Social media is fucking weird. So yeah, social media is hard to read. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I think the same thing you do. Um, I think that it's more of a uh, social media is exactly you know a lot of platforms recreated just because you it's there to present what you want people to see you as what you know you're like it's the best playground and best. area to create a character so i think yeah as far as truth and and exposing your true self is probably is probably diminished when you're on social media it feels like if people do show their true selves they don't get as much recognition or they get like shunned right usually on social media so there's an incentive to show your best self yeah as well it's kind of gamed. That's the system. 
Yeah, and that's sad in that regard. Mm-hmm. That's actually really sad. You should actually praise people for being their true self, even if it's... Um, and that being said, you shouldn't shut off people uh, also if um, you're not in agreement with their viewpoints. Um, I think... I mean, obviously, if you just don't like the person, that's something different. But when it comes to viewpoints, um, I think it's important. To, I'm always interested in like understanding somebody. And um, if it's something that to me seems like it just makes logical sense to do this, um, you know, it's a humane way. It's the right way. It's whatever type of reason. You know what I mean? I always just default to you know, okay, this person's this way because they're just misinformed. They're just complete. I treat it the way I treat, you know, like my, my plant-based lifestyle. Um, you know, I don't, when I hear people that, you know, let's just say I, if I had a conversation with like a hardcore, uh, you know, meat eater, you know, he is, there's this dude that lives out in the woods, let's say, and that's all he, he hunts, you know, year round and kills and like he's all about that meat um i don't immediately turn him off and be like this guy's a fucking idiot i can't stand him and start name calling and like you know all this i can't be i can't listen to him i can't you know i mean it's not a turn off for me it's not um it actually fascinates me a little bit more but yeah the things that help me not turn a person off is the fact that i just default to being like oh this person's just highly misinformed like it's not even their fault really um <clears throat> this is all conditioning that's a good uh that's a good thought process i definitely do that with the plant-based thing as well just because it's i don't know it's there's so many people that aren't plant-based it's like if you're going to sit there and shut everyone that's not plant-based you're going to be basically shutting everyone right not yeah. everyone but a significant portion of the population yeah, but I would argue a lot of the people that are on the opposite end using the plant-based as an example, um, they probably don't do that for, a lot of them probably don't do that for plant-based eaters. You know what I mean? They probably aren't like, oh, well, he's highly misinformed. Like, um, I, I, I might, it's my suspicion anyway, you know, because it's more of a conditioning uh, majority type thing to where the majority of people are doing it. So it just seems right to them you know i think i don't know i feel like <clears throat> over the years i have better reception when i tell people i'm vegan than when i was first going vegan i don't know if you have the same thing but i feel like when i first went vegan people are like what what the fuck's that that's that, that's that's not that best idea or whatever you know like what about bacon what about good fat i'm like what do you mean good fat what are you talking about <laughs> or no it wasn't good fat it was good cholesterol what about good cholesterol I'm like what are you smoking? good cholesterol <laughs> yeah yeah that just screams highly misinformed to me when you say yeah. uh, good cholesterol <laughs> but i don't get i don't really get shit like that anymore i get usually when i tell people i'm vegan they're like oh i'm not i mean like i probably should it's probably it's probably the healthier thing to do but i just haven't really looked into it now that's usually like what i hear people say to me nowadays is what what i just said they like they're usually like oh that sounds i should probably do that that's probably the healthier option but i haven't looked into it enough yet or whatever yada yada, yada you know, or why it. yeah they they they're but they're not like being like oh my i don't get a lot of like oh that you're wrong and my diet's better i usually get a lot of like oh your diet is probably actually the right one but i just haven't done it yet that's what i get a lot nowadays 
Yeah, I do get that response a lot more too. Um, but uh, the reason why I was bringing that up and using the plant-based examples because I also do that with ego. You know, when I hear someone who's, you know, just projecting a lot of ego and that's the way they live their life, I immediately treat that the same way. I'm like, oh, this person is just highly misinformed and they're just, you know, conditioned um, and they're just not open. They either haven't been uh, introduced to new ideas yet or they're and or they're not open minded for it mm-hmm. to receive any new information. So. um Although it's very frustrating for me, I don't immediately just shut myself off to differences, um, you know. And so I don't know. It's an interesting, and I hope. I guess the reason why I'm like that is because I don't. I hope that people don't do that to me. Um, you know, if I'm they don't agree with something, just shutting me off um, is not a. a, a it, there's no growth in that. There's just not. Um, and again, not liking somebody is completely different. Um, if you don't like somebody, then you have no interest in trying to understand them, obviously, mm-hmm. which is a different topic altogether. But yeah, I really try to, what is that? Empathy. I really try to be empathetic. That's where you try and put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Trying to actually understand their feelings or actually feel like feel their feelings from a third point of view, I guess. Yeah. So I try to really be empathetic, um, when it comes to differences and beliefs and things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See from their point of view. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, sorry. Sorry. My brain, like, you know, when you like start feeling kind of sick and you get like that kind of like spacey kind of thing, where you're like, <laughs> you can't focus very well. Yeah, I'm just like, like, sorry for my uninteresting <laughs> responses. I'm just kind of like, uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to bore you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good conversation. My brain's just like, <laughs> so. I mean, to be uh, to be fair, like I'm kind of there right now too. The last couple of days, I've been like that. I don't know what the hell it is, but um, kind of been in la la land too. So I'm actually surprised I'm able to string together a sentence right now. Anyway. <laughs> I know I'm like I'm just thinking like I'm just I'm like after this I'm gonna lay down and have a <laughs> you're already thinking ahead yeah <laughs> that's hilarious yeah I, I mean I'm I was thinking ahead there for a little bit too I'm like I wonder if Malia is gonna be still asleep when I'm done with this oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, cool um yeah uh yeah I mean like my grandpa, my grandma was just saying, I think everyone has an ego to some degree. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I think as, as long as you keep your ego in check, you know, just don't be egotistical. That's the Try difference. That's the difference. Yeah, I agree with uh, you, Jim, as far as everybody having somewhat of an ego, but being able to check yourself and give yourself a reality check when that comes up is what is kind of the game changer, I think. Because, uh, um, you know, there's a small sense of ego for me too, but... I also am not egotistical to the point where I'm like, this is what it is. And you can't tell me anything different. Um, you know, unless I'm, (laughs) unless the only way I'm like that is when I'm actually pitching or selling because I'm not trying to be sold an idea that's different than mine. And so it's a different context in that regard, but that's not really, 
uh, I guess there is ego involved in that, but the ego is through a lot of experience. Um, and so that's a dangerous road though, too, because a lot of experience will build a person's ego. And just because they got a lot of experience under their belt, they're less likely to be, uh, to receive new information. Yeah. And so that's something I'm pretty um, conscious of actually. The fact that if I'm really experienced at something, um, I don't want to be set in my ways as far as like, okay, this is the only way because I've done it this way for X amount of years. Isn't that the most annoying thing ever when you like someone's uh, misinformed about something and you try to tell them and then they're like, well, I've been doing it this way for 20 years. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Super annoying. You're like, fuck, bro. We were just talking about that. I don't know if we actually brought that up on a topic or not, but um, yeah, about how someone's like, you know, I've, you know, done this, you know, a thousand times I've done this. I mean, that doesn't mean it was done right. Also, you know what I mean? Like you could be fucking just getting by all those years or the, all the thousand times you've done it. So, Mm. um, just being realistic with yourself, uh, is, is huge for anybody who's got experience. Cause that's an easy rabbit hole to go down with experience. You know what I mean? You can really go down and, and solidify, um, that your way is the only way or, the most effective way. Uh, I remember uh, a few weeks ago, I was at the skate park and this dude had like a new skateboard and he was trying to do a pop shove it. And he had his foot like perpendicular to the board and he was trying to do it. And he kept like almost having it, but like not really getting it properly. And I was like, I went up to him. I was like, Oh, Hey man. I was like, are you having problems with it? Are you trying to do a shove it? And he's like, yeah, I just have a new board. I was like, if you try putting your foot at a slight angle, when you do it, it'll like, it won't fall out from under your foot. He's like, Oh, okay. He did, it, he did it one time, right? Landed. I was like, all right, man, cool, sweet. And then he just went immediately back to his like egotistical way of doing it the way that he thought he should do it, even though it's the wrong way. And he, I watched him and he stopped landing it too after that. Or like he would land it randomly, but it wasn't like reliable. Yeah. Or, like the, the way I do a shove it, I land it like 95% of the time, you know? So, but. Yeah, that's a good example. And so that that's also a good example of like there's a couple of good examples in that actually in that exam in that um, scenario. Um, one with you know the angle you were just talking about as far as like him not being so receptive to doing it someone else's way because he wanted to do it his comfortable way or whatever reasons why he didn't want to deviate from his way. Um, there's that angle, and then there's the angle your angle like you have a real specific way that works for you and has worked for you and seems um, like at a higher percentage to be effective. And so that's what I was talking about. That can easily get you going down that rabbit hole of like you knowing that that's the way that it works and that's the way um, is the most effective. Um, If people get stuck in that too much, they don't necessarily get, they're not open-minded to other possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a couple different angles with that example. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Cause after he stopped landing it, I didn't even try to like keep helping him with it. I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that goes back to what we were talking about. If you're trying to help somebody with something, um, 
you got to kind of, I mean, that was just, it sounds like solicited or unsolicited advice. I was going to say, it was, I was about to literally just say, I was like, it was unsolicited. I was just trying to help him out. You know what I mean? But like, if he yeah. wasn't willing to receive the advice, it was, I wasn't going to waste any more time on it. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we were talking about one time when um, we were talking about helping somebody. Like, if you commit to helping somebody, like, you got to commit to kind of listening to what I'm saying and taking my advice. And so it's a turnoff when people don't want to do that. It's just so funny that he landed it immediately after he took my advice and then immediately stopped t- taking my advice and stopped landing. And I was just like, why, how did you not make that connection in your head that that was working for you, dude? Like so funny. That's weird. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's all kinds of reasons, man. The brain is weird like that. You know, he probably justified a lot of things in his head as far as like, well, well, people just don't like change, so he's probably like, I don't like doing it that way. I'm just going to do it the way I do it and try landing it and get it to work or whatever. That's my assumption. Absolutely. It's uncomfortable. Anything that's uncomfortable is the brain doesn't like it, you know? Yeah. It wants to go back to that predictable thing that, you know, you can – it's prediction, man. Like I've said that before, our brains crave predictability, but fortunately there's not a lot of growth in that. Um, it's necessary to have predictability too. I think, um, in certain, uh, on average and in general, like if you can get a system down that is predictable, it makes sense to do that. Right. In in business and some sports and things like that. But you also have to understand that you're going to have to go into that uncomfortable space to grow to, in order to kind of solidify the new thing that you're going to grow into being predictable. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like that you saying that kind of reminds me that I'm kind of afraid to get back into skating again. Cause I fucking rolled my ankle like three weeks ago now and it's still not hundred percent healed. Oh really? So ridiculous. Yeah. It was like bruised across the whole side of my foot. I don't remember. I remember that. that. Yeah. You yeah. Have. It was, it was fucking hardcore and it's still like a little, like if I stretch it in that direction, it can be a little tender sometimes. I'm like, fuck man. And you just remind me because I was pushing, I was pushing myself to do new tricks and I was doing like a, a backside 180, which you probably don't know what that really means, but it just, it's, there's two different ways to do a 180, you know, you turn the clockwise or counterclockwise, right? Um, I was doing it the way that's unnatural for me and learning it and I was getting it down and I was doing a lot of, I was just kind of pushing myself in my uncomfortable zone for a long time that day. And I fucking like just landed wrong one time and just fucking roll my ankle. It's probably just like a one-off random thing, but it's been three weeks now. I'm like, fuck. So I want to go back into that and try doing that trick again. Cause like if I roll my ankle again, I'm going to be like, all right, we're, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's something you really want to master and do, um, I would encourage you to do it. There's definitely a, well, I don't got to tell you, but like there's a huge sense of accomplishment when you do those hard things and then you actually start getting it down. It's like, hell yeah. You know, I got over the curve, you know, yeah. and now that, um, that newly uncomfortable feeling is starting to feel a little more comfortable now. Yeah. That's I think it was feeling. kind of, I think it was just kind of like a freak happening, honestly, because I was skating for like over two months, two, yeah. three months and never rolled my ankle once or even got close to rolling my ankle. So I think I just landed perfectly wrong that time. Yeah. It reminds me of um, we're talking about like physical things like right now. So we've been, like our band has kind of been at a standstill a little bit. Like we've been working on the same songs for a while 
and I've had two full songs on the back burner, and then our new guitarist has had like two full songs on the back burner, which felt like we're never going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm I have taught one of my newer songs uh, to the guitarist. We've got that down, and now I finally have stepped up to the plate. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start learning your song now, and like it just reminded me how tough it is to i haven't learned anybody's material in over two years probably longer wow and so it's definitely big time uncomfortable for me on top of that it's not even that it's a combination of things so we got the aspect of me not learning anybody's material um or learning a song in general and then now we've got the aspect of every riff every single riff in his song is uncomfortable it's got every technique that i haven't really done um that i'm having to utilize and try to learn and so it's just like a lot of uncomfort all at once and so um but even more so the little bit that i've been grinding on it it's slowly becoming more comfortable and i've only been working on it for a couple weeks now so um but it's that's kind of a good example of how like when it comes to physical and comfort for me, that that's what's real relevant in my life right now is trying to learn someone else's new song. Um, Cause you know me, like my fret hand isn't my strong suit. It's my rhythm. Right. Hand. Mm-hmm. And so this song is all fret hand. Oh, uh, so it's like shit that I would write. That it's would like shit throw, you would write. Throw you, throw you through a loop. It's throwing <laughs> you through a loop. It's so, and so, and although I have pushed myself in my own songs to kind of have more fret hand patterned riffs, um, it's a little more with this. It's just a lot of techniques like like uh, natural harmonics. Never yeah. have I been uh, good at doing natural harmonics. Um, if I sit there and just hit a natural harmonics, much easier, but trying to throw it in the middle of a riff. In the context of a riff? Fucking really hard, man. For me. Yeah. So it's something that um, I'm just grinding at. Just like this one riff that has natural harmonics in it has been really tough it's been the hardest part of it <laughs> oh really the natural, yeah. is it is it really fast like a little quick harmonic in there it's quick harmonics and then the whole thing that's uncomfortable for me is the delicacy of it you know i'm yeah. kind of a hard player and um mm-hmm. you know like i don't know it, that shit's hard that shit's hard to unlearn playing like with so much uh you play like very with like a lot of strain in your left hand honestly like and most people do. I'm like one of those weird people that plays very loose on my left hand, but yeah, I kind of learned that way, and I'm also left-handed, so that's probably two reasons why. But yeah. learned, I always learn to play like as light as possible on my left hand when I can. So, and I'm learning that too. Like, um, like there's another riff in there that's like a it's like a Black Dahlia murder type uh, riff, or sort of notey, and a lot of. Um, it's this type of wrist where you're like using your finger instead of just planting your finger, you're doing taps, like, you know, mm-hmm. hitting the Azure and then moving the position. And so very uncomfortable for me because I'm a more of a rough player, but I have figured out ways to actually make it comfortable for me and be lighter on the fingers now. Yeah. And it's almost necessary to play those riffs actually. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just kind of working against yourself. If you're kind of playing them with the wrong kind of, technique on your left hand with those fast riffs if yeah if you have too much tension like if you think about it, if your like hand is tense and then you try moving your fingers they don't want to move very much then you relax your hand and move your fingers and they're like 
they just do this shit so yeah yeah, it's really like any tension you can remove will make most of your riffs easier for you yeah Yeah. but yeah that's been my my that's also interesting though too as um that uh when you learn someone every new guitarist that you play with you have to learn a different style because everyone has a different style that they play in so yeah yeah and i forgot all about that it's been a while for me since i've done (laughs) that so i haven't even heard sean's riffs i wonder what they're like and most most guitarists are a lot better than me especially on the the uh, fret hand and so i think it's a little bit i don't i think it's easier to learn even though the couple guitarists we have had in the band have said like oh my god like my rhythm hand has gotten a lot better working in this band because that's rhythm bass is like i there's a lot of rhythm uh bass riffs that are have pushed them it's the same concept now for me learning the fret hand shit yeah you're doing more melodic shit with your your left hand so rhythmic um it's kind of funny though yeah that is true like you as much as you give yourself shit, your rhythm hand is real strong, dude. Like you're, it is, you make yeah. up, you make up some hard rhythms. So, yeah, I didn't really realize that until like um, like Jonah and Sean both told me that they're like, you know, like I've learned a lot from your rhythm riffs. Like, yeah, so. well, not only you have fast rhythms with you do a lot of gallops that are like a lot of syncopation. So a lot of like the accents are on off beats and stuff. It's not like one, two, three, or four. It's like and or like a. 16th yeah. note accents and shit and then you also play in weird time signatures sometimes sometimes you'll write a riff it's like in some obscure time signature like it's like in 13.8 or something yeah <laughs> it just has like one extra note on it to the end of a measure and you're like that's such a weird time signature how do you play that what the fuck yeah that's just because yeah i don't really focus on like theory or anything yeah. like that i'm just all emotional and like just thinking like all of it comes straight from my brain as far as how i want this song to be structured so but it, it it's the same thing though like i was saying there's a there's an uncomfort for people that's probably an easier thing for people to overcome than the fray hand though in my opinion um uh maybe i don't know dude uh, every time i like stop playing like primordial style riffs and i start playing metal again it takes me like a month to two months just to get my right hand up back up to speed you know because like when i start playing again i haven't played in a long time uh, my right hand will only be able to down pick at like 160, 170 beats per minute. And a lot of those riffs, you know, be like 190, 200 beats per minute. That's just really fucking fast on your right hand. You have to like build up the muscles in your arm to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you almost got to exhaust it just to get that, just to get comfortable with it's like the exhaustion. Weight, it's like weight training for your right, yeah. for your right hand. You have to like play to a metronome and speed it up over a few weeks. If you lose it, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i'll let you know how that goes that's that's been the new struggle for me is trying to learn someone else's song after a couple years of not learning anybody else's song so i'm excited you're probably right though that it is probably harder to learn the left hand techniques because it's not like a metronome thing it's more of a technique thing you have to like learn well not only that it's the rhythm hand is in one one placement there's not much variables this there's you know 27 frets or 24 frets that you know up and down like i mean there's so many variations it's, there's not as many variations with the right hand um right. you know so i don't know it's a little little harder for me 
Um, but again, that's not something that's something that actually makes me want to do it is because um, it's what I'm lacking is left hand, you know, fret work. So um, yeah. it, it sounds really cool too. So the song we're working on, so pretty excited to get it down. But. Uh, let me address what my grandpa said. He said, the older you get, the harder it is to change. More people my age will not change. I mean, yeah, that's very true. And then he said, very not true. that I know everything, but if something works, I'll have to be convinced to change. I mean, that makes sense why it happens that way. You get like, you know, the older you get, it's harder for your brain to do it. But also it's like, I know something that works. So why would I change that, right? Yeah. And so to what he was saying, what you're saying, Jim, though, is like, you would have to be convinced like that's understandable someone's not going to be extra convincing though but what makes the difference in somebody uh growing mentally in my opinion is if someone is is willing to be convinced too there's some people there's two ways to approach that it was like you know i'm I'm not going to do it differently unless i'm convinced or it's like you know i've done it this way you know i'm actually interested to hear why you're convinced that way there's like two completely different ways of approaching that yeah i think i'm uh i think my grandpa's saying sometimes it's being hard-headed so he's like calling himself out on that um i will say i'm hard-headed sometimes too for sure i think everyone is to an extent yeah to a certain degree yeah yeah it's it's hard not to be honestly though because you know a lot of times you don't want to change your viewpoint on on certain things you know what i mean yeah. Like if someone came up to you right now and they're like, dude, I'm going to convince you that meat's good for you. How hard-headed are you going to be to receiving that? I'm going to be hard-headed in the change, but uh, the, the conversation is going to fascinate me, though. I would be fascinated in the conversation, but I think I would still be like, you're going to really have to convince me of that one, buddy. You know what I mean? like, Yeah, that's but, what would fascinate me is like, I'd be interested in, in knowing how you're going to convince me of that. And like, I'm not, you know, although I do have a particular um, conviction with this lifestyle, um, I am open-minded. And so, and one thing about me is statistics and facts speak high volumes to me. So if you definitely have that involved in your conversation, um, you're going to have a lot of, uh, leverage with me you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of pro- progress with me um but yeah just aimlessly talking about things um it, it doesn't really get me as much as stats people with anecdotal stories yeah my gra- my grandpa ate bacon and eggs every day <laughs> for 95 years yeah. He was healthy as an ox. And he smoked. <laughs> yeah, he lived to be 100. Like, okay, I understand there's exceptions. Like, there's yeah, something. like that's still anecdotal, dude. And it's just an <laughs> exception. That's not your average person. Yeah, we got to go off of majority statistics and, you know, trial runs and tests, you know. That's the kind of shit that really gets my attention. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Those type of people are the ones that don't have a lot. I mean, that, that that's not a really meaningful conversation. If that's all they're talking about is like, you know, if they're, if they're using, it's how it's presented too. You know what I mean? Like that can even be presented in a non-cringy way or a cringy way, you know? Right. Cringy being like, hey, yeah, uh, you know, my, 
my grandpa, you know, whatever, he ate me his whole life and that dude was a bodybuilder till he was 90 and then died at 100 or whatever, you know? And then there's, there's people that are like, you know, like, uh, the opposite of that would be like, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I, my grandpa, I think he, you know, ate this way and, you know, he was fantastic up until he was a hundred and he's doing, you know, he lived to be great and had a healthy life. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm wondering if, if the meat played a huge contribution to that. You see what I'm saying? Like just the delivery is completely right. different. It's a different mindset too. When you it's, say it that way. Absolutely. It's, it, 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 um, appears to be an open mind. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, that maybe that's an exception or that maybe you're open to receiving new information too. So, but yeah. Uh, what do you say? My grandpa said, I do not eat eggs and bacon every day. Bucko law. All right. Well, I know, but I wasn't talking about you. I was just putting a theoretical situation. I'm glad you don't eat eggs and bacon every day because that'd be fucking terrible. Oh, because you, you so. said your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> he said he says he eats oatmeal and raisin bran. Hey, that's good. That's good. There you go. You should. You should. I would recommend if you're not if you're drinking cow's milk though, just swap it out for a plant based milk. Oh yeah, yeah. That milk's terrible for your for your body. Not even on a vegan aspect, just from like lactose intolerance, and it's just not good for your body. Like, I know plenty of people that aren't vegan that still like drink almond milk or oat milk or whatever, you know, just because they just feel better when they do that. Yeah, milk is just terrible for your body, man. Yeah, yeah, and there's huge. Yeah, well, we can go in that into that another time, but yeah, there's so many aspects as to why milk is not good for you and that's just the health aspect of it let alone the agricultural fucking disservice that's being done to the to the cows it's fucking crazy man there's just it's a whole nother level of uh it just doesn't make sense (laughs) it's it's fucked up and it's gross it's fucked up and it's gross exactly this is really the only two (laughs) two (laughs) strong words to to put that into perspective (laughs) (laughs) When you break it down to it, that's basically the gist of it, man. Yeah. It's a horrific, disgusting practice. So. Yeah. Um, so, got, uh, you say you got a rant, rant, right? I do. Uh, what was my rant? Fuck. Oh, it was about these companies, all of the fucking companies telling me to vote. Like, why is Snapchat oh, yeah. asking me if I'm registered to vote? Why is fucking Facebook? Like, I wonder, like, are these companies getting paid by politicians to push voting onto us? Probably. What the, what the Probably. fuck is the point of it? Probably. There's, there's, I mean, that's my initial reaction to that and my, my initial suspicion to that. The thing is, like, it's always big, too. And you got to exit out to get it off your fucking screen, right? Like Instagram's doing that too. It takes up almost half the fucking screen, like register to vote this and this. I'm like, dude, I don't want to look at this. Like X, X this out. And then the X is so small. You don't hit it. And you actually accidentally click on the thing and it pulls up the actual site. And you're like, fuck no back. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, and they're like, all these oh, the fucking companies, have you registered to vote? And then every vote matters. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's an electoral college. Like Washington's going to vote for whoever we vote for. And my vote's not going to fucking matter. It's so dumb. What do you think about like um, high profile public figures, actors, actresses, um, sports players, 
promoting to vote. I just seen a, a video that Zach Galifianakis put up about trying to uh, convince people to vote. And I was like, why? Why? I don't, th- I don't think that's as bad because it's like, he's not a company. You know what I mean? He's just some dude. Yeah. Whereas you don't like, think there's a suspicion the that there's any agenda behind that as far as... There might be, but he's him, a- him sitting around like, I think this is important. I should make a video about this. You think that's all him? Uh, maybe with Zach. I don't. I mean, I'm just speculating. I'm sure not 100 percent of celebrities are that way, one way or the other. You know, what I mean, I'm sure some of them are, have incentives, and maybe some of them actually think it's important. As we know, not all celebrities are very fucking smart. So who knows? You know? <laughs> all right. I don't know how smart Zach Galifianakis is, but if you ask me how fucking smart Cardi B was, I'd be like, she plays like 80 IQ. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I uh, I definitely appreciated um, the yeah uh, Candace Owens talking shit about Cardi B because I think she nailed it on the head. You know, when she was talking to him, um, talking to Cardi B about how you know J- Joe Biden did an interview with her. He didn't do an interview with anybody and decided to come out of the fucking the lurking to do an interview with you because of your strong political stance and, and involvement in this sector, right? No. Uh, I think that's a bad, that's like a bad selling point for Biden. You could have picked any celebrity and you picked fucking Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been like Leonardo DiCaprio or something. That'd be fucking Cardi B. Yeah, right? <laughs> like imagine if he had like fucking talked to Joaquin Phoenix. I would be like, okay, all right, Joaquin's behind on this. Maybe that's the only fucking celebrity he could get. I don't fucking know, but you know. I mean, yeah. I, I find that unlikely because, you know, people hate Trump, so. I mean, people hate Biden too, but you know what I mean? I find it unlikely that he couldn't find a better celebrity than fucking Cardi B. That was definitely a political, tactical agenda based move right there. I mean, she right now has the number one hit on the radio and has like 70 million followers. So that was completely just, um, you know, the following base decision. Her followers that being. So. Yeah, it's it's silly. So, <laughs> but uh, I agree, man. Like it's it's annoying that we're getting uh, prompted all the time to vote. Um, well, it's annoying to me and you because we obviously have bias about that opinion, and we think it's you know that your vote doesn't matter necessarily as much as people are you know projecting um, if, we, if, we, if we lived in a swing state or something yeah where like the state could go either republican or democrat but like we don't the state almost always votes democrat so what does it even matter the states i'm pretty sure the state's gonna vote for fucking biden yeah um so and also i don't want to vote for either of them so why the fuck would i do that i got my fucking ballot in the mail and i literally just threw it in the trash (laughs) i just literally i took it from the counter put it in the trash and i'm like there's your place (laughs) yeah fuck off (laughs) i don't have time for it heather did the same thing we all just grabbed it like nope i'm good on that yeah ridiculous my grandpa said i think it's my civic duty to vote even if it's just the exercise but he also said that's my opinion I mean, that's fine. You have your own opinion. But he also said he didn't vote the last election because he didn't like any candidates. And that's how I feel about last election and this this election as well. I just don't like, I don't like any of the candidates since, I guess, Obama, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, if you did vote, then that mean that means you do think your vote matters, right? <laughs> or maybe he just thinks the concept of voting is important, but maybe not necessarily thinks that his individual vote matters, but just like you know what I mean? The yeah. ideal of voting, the institution of voting is important, so he's gonna vote anyway. Yeah. This didn't interest me. Never did. Only I voted once in my whole life. Yeah. I'd rather vote for like state stuff, you know, voting for the governor or like elected our laws. electives here. Yeah. Laws and our electives. Like I did uh I mean it was for money, but I really did actually enjoy doing five oh two, the marijuana legalization nice uh petition back in the day. Yeah. I mean I actually enjoyed doing that, so Yeah. I think that was a good move, in my opinion. Not mm. not necessarily you doing that, but I mean just everyone doing it in general and yeah. getting that out there that was cool yeah yeah so um yeah because there's yeah it, it eliminated the black market which is what um when i started getting into that growing operation um i was just on the curve of things being uh black market being phased out and so it was um and i very much you, you guys have heard me talk about my experience with selling pounds and stuff like that and had a lot of bad experiences, man. So I think the um, just, you know, the two years I, I did it having that many, that many bad experiences, I can only imagine how many other bad experiences there were with other people yeah. doing black market selling. So it's a ske sketchy thing to get into anything black markets. Absolutely. Yeah. It's real scary. I mean, it's not something nowadays when you go on Craigslist or offer up or something like that, you can actually, uh, Lacey city hall has a designated parking spot for you to, uh, set up a meeting at. Really? You can meet somebody. Yeah. You can meet somebody out there, which, you know, I'm not saying that that's a, you know, end all safe zone for everybody, but it, it does provide a peace of mind. Not too many, um, crimes are going to be committed right in front of the police station so yeah I, i'm sure that's statistically much safer yeah, yeah. there'll still be incidents but they'll probably be much less likely i thought that was a great idea when i it is a really that. good idea yeah like, oh, i shit. actually like that instead that's of meeting in a cool. parking lot with somebody you don't know absolutely yeah. exchanging cash that's, that's a bad idea these days yeah i always have you know i always bring someone with me i always brought cody with me because you know cody has like actual he has guns but he also had like license to have the guns so i'd be like hey cody i'm gonna go sell my truck you wanna wanna come with me dude he's like yeah let's go I'm i've like, had so sweet. many sketchy moments man i remember one time uh i had this kid meet me in um downtown olympia he's coming from tacoma by a few pounds or something um that was when god that was when i wrecked my truck and i was in limbo there i was borrowing um Nick's dad's truck. They let me use it for a little bit. Mm. And um I probably shouldn't tell them that this now, but yeah, I was doing the drug deals in their in their truck. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean that was how I made my uh a good portion of my living, um, aside mm. from my job. Um and so but basically I met this guy downtown Olympia and there was an event going on there. It was like some kind of festival where downtown Olympia was just flooded cars people everywhere it was just packed like you know every road was blocked type thing with just too many cars and so i decided to meet this guy i was sketched out about it just in general 
And so I uh, called up, uh, Josiah came with me. You know, Josiah, he's always packing heat. And so he came with me, brought his piece with him. And um, as I was sitting there, I was talking to the guy. I was like, hey, where are you at? He's like, oh, yeah, I see uh, you're in the green truck, right? You got someone in the back seat too? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. And then uh, he never came up to the truck after that sketchy right uh, like just the fact that he knew someone was in the back seat with me uh deterred him from trying to probably rob me yeah um so yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you got out of that dude that shit's sketchy yeah yeah me too <laughs> i didn't even, i didn't even like the idea when he when he came up with that idea but like you know who am i to convince you not to do that well, the idea never was to go to black market. That's just where we ended up at. I mean, I looked into oh. 502s and buying 502s, um, but my business partner thought that was too much of a hassle because of the taxes and all that shit. You got to report because you got to log. You got to log everything. You know, it probably would have been worth. Probably would have been the worthwhile investment, though, huh? Yeah, that would have been the smartest way to go. But again, she um, she was not. Smartest decision maker. Unfortunately, she was the one that was financing it, um, so she kind of had the final say so as far as which direction we were going to go. Mm -hmm. So just a just a bad uh, freaking gnat keeps flying in my face. Dude, there's fucking gnats everywhere. I, I don't know. Fucking gnats are annoying. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll die off here with the change in seasons. True. Um. Well, I guess it's nine o'clock. So. Yeah, it's nine o'clock. Um, so real quick though, there's something I saw on someone's back. You know how people draw funny things on their uh, when there's dusty windows or something. On the like windows that. and shit. Yeah. yeah. See this dude driving around with uh, just this freaking massive, three foot long throbbing penis that had like veins in it and hairs draw. Like it was detailed. And it, I don't think he. I don't know if he noticed or what. But this dude was just like seemed very peaceful driving, and you know, <laughs> smile on his face. He was older, dude, so he just didn't seem like that type of guy that would uh, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You're like Malia, covering her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't with me, uh. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was. You were like, "What's that, dude. Dad?" You're like, "Fuck." <laughs> Right, don't look. Oh man, I thought that was the funniest shit. Though I'm like, I would have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, he looks up in his rearview mirror. He's like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> right? Maybe he just didn't notice it, and it was literally done right before he got on the freeway. So it's like his son. He's like, yeah, "I fucking hate that kid." <laughs> uh, the detail, the amount of detail that went into that penis, though, was like. You're like, they were definitely an artist. Yeah, that was like Jonah Hill fucking super bad detail. On, That's on, awesome. On dust, on <laughs> a dust art form. I was like, wow, dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, all right. Well, um, yep, we're at nine o'clock here. So um, you want to tell these folks where they can find us one last time before we get yeah, out of here? Definitely. Yeah, check us out on Apple and Spotify, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. There you have it. And um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Appreciate you guys uh, joining us today, Jim, um, Snakes, um, Brandon, right? Yeah. Forgot. What what was his, What was the whole name again? Brandon King Mod. King Mod, the guy that does um, – I forgot what you call that. He's the guy he's that a, like, goes into streams. Like yeah, he's like a moderator. 
moderator. That's right, all right. All right, Brandon, uh, good to see you guys and come and join in the chat. So uh, we'll check you guys next Wednesday. And so we'll have some more to talk about as we approach episode 50. We're getting closer and closer there. So um, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for episode 45. And we need to get another guest in soon. Yeah, definitely. So we'll start thinking about some prospects here and get that going. So, but yeah, uh, anyways, have a fantastic weekend and a good uh, first half of your week. And um, we will see you guys on Wednesday. So until then, keep it viral. Keep it contagious. See you guys.